There's one thing we do know. We have a radar for when people are underappreciating Georgia players. We can sniff that out like a basset hound. A pack of dogs on a three-legged cat. My wife asked me the other day what the name of the podcast was. So uh, there is nothing. If, if we are, we are nothing if not honest, Daniel. We are many things, and honest is one of them. And we appreciate honest feedback. Let's just hold the jury out on that one. You know what? Actually, r- right out of the gate, thank you. These guys have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. I can say quite literally that Richard LeCount has never in his life hit somebody so hard their head has catapulted from where it lay on their shoulders. It really is. There's a chicken involved. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint, and I was not the one traveling this week, Daniel. The you s- were. The streak is over. Stre- streak is over. They said it couldn't be done, and it turns out... They were They were so right. No one... They were... No one was in doubt. <laughs> no. No one had a doubt. Uh, yes, my apologies. I was traveling, uh, which is preempted recording. We did not... Um, no, have the we did not have the foresight to get pre-recorded episodes out for you, which means that we have left you with nothing. Lo, these many days, but we're back. Yeah. But we're back, and Clint, we here. We are. We're like five weeks till college football. You understand this? Do you do you realize that in no sooner than two weeks we enter the month. In which we watch college football happen. That's what's that's what's going down, Daniel. Not just college football, but Georgia football. I mean, Georgia yeah, plays a game in August. Hello, and and August is is right around the corner. Yeah, it is. So we are here, and um, man, we've got a little bit to discuss. Uh, Do we, episode. Daniel? Is there? <laughs> Is there a little bit happening? There's some things that are happening out there. Um, uh, SEC Media Days start tomorrow, today, probably, as you're listening to this. Uh, SEC uh-huh. Media Days begin on Monday. Uh, Georgia has its turn at the microphone on Tuesday morning, I believe, in Alabama. Um, Kirby Smart, Jake Fromm, J.R. Reed, Andrew Thomas, uh, an all-star yep. lineup, if ever there was one. Uh, we might touch on, might get to SEC Media Days a little bit towards the end. Um, Clint has been reading the, some things on the internet, I believe. Is that accurate, Gosh. Clint? I have uh, been reading on the internet, and you know what that means. There is stupid stuff being written, Daniel. Goodness gracious. I wonder if it has to do with UGA players being snubbed on lists. Huh. 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 I just I don't know. maybe if you've been hanging around the podcast long enough, then 
There's one thing we do know. You we know. have a radar for when people are underappreciating Georgia players. We can sniff that out like a basset hound. You know why they're you know why they call it clickbait? Because we are all over that. Just like a pack of dogs on a three legged cat. Uh but before we get to that, Clint, <clears throat> uh we've had a recent review of the the podcast. Hey, hey listen. We, we love we love reviews. We, tell, we love them. we tell you guys all the time. We appreciate you the listeners. You're the reason that um, we bother to upload this show to a yes, a, a, a pl- podcasting platform. Because um, our wives stopped listening a long time ago, Daniel. Um yeah, my yeah, I don't my wife asked me the other day what the name of the podcast was. So it was it's not it's, that's not what you want to hear if you're not looking, your finest moment as a podcaster Daniel affirmation uh, no um, listen we do love it when you leave us a review uh, and we we told you before listen we love it when you leave us a review because five star reviews ratings and reviews they help us out they help us help people find us um, but I would say Clint we are we just we appreciate honesty do we not uh, there is nothing if, if we are we are nothing if not honest Daniel we are many things and honest is one of them and we appreciate honest feedback we do appreciate honest feedback um, and and Clint we received some honest feedback uh, okay so um, th- listen I just need to say this up front we're not gonna make a habit of reading uh, negative reviews and getting into we i recognize full well that um there's sort of an unfair balance of power here because someone we have microphones and you don't someone goes on and leaves a review well it's our podcast and so right we're gonna get the last word if we want it. it's not gonna be a policy no. of ours to to <laughs> fire back I, at every you know at I, every negative I review I wouldn't say that quite yet. Let's just <laughs> let's, let's just, just hold the jury out on that one. Let's let history play itself out before we jump to any rash conclusions. But listen, some sometimes I just Clint's not even seen this review, and I haven't. Uh, and so I wanted to bring you, the people, into this this conversation because I feel like, um, yeah. There's just a lot going on here, Clint. I need to tell okay. you that from the beginning. So this review relates to our last episode, which, um, as you recall, was a while ago. Uh, but, no, it was not our last episode. It was... No, it was two ago. It was ep- two episodes ago. Um, episode uh, 69, we, um, we talked about... Was that... Is that true? Yeah, episode... Yeah, we talked about... Um, <clears throat> we talked about uh, some more dumb stuff Clint read on the internet, and yep. one of the articles that we referenced um, was an article by uh, a man named Rick Stavig from Saturday yeah. from Saturday Down South, a publication that uh, is near and dear to our hearts. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. And old Rick. Uh, Old Rick. What did he say, Daniel? He 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 laid out a defensive MVP for every team in the SEC East, and as you will recall, oh yeah, you'll recall this article. Uh, the defensive MVP for the University of Georgia was none other than the than the 
late great Richard LeCount, the um, bat wielding man himself, who the was, magician of who was, the tar pine, who was still Richard alive. Um, yes. And um, not only did he say Richard LeCount was going to be the defensive MVP, then he went on to say that um, there, was, there were strong, <laughs> quote, I'm reading, I'm reading off the article right now, quote, couple of strong candidates that could make me second guess my choice, notably Tay Crowder. Um, right. This was the take of one Rick Stavig. Um, Daniel, the fact that you're uh, saying quotes from the article and you're referencing the publication as well as the author makes me believe that you are trying to lay a foundation of defense preemptively, which I'm 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 very happy for. Listen, I'm only trying to report the context in which this review was written. Oh, okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. This review comes to us by way of uh, Trevor Woodworth. Good on you, Trevor, hey, Trevor for you doing, putting brother? your first and last name on this review. You know what? By the Actually, way. right out of the gate, thank you. Right Just, out of the gate, much respect for Trevor Woodworth. All right. So if you know Trevor Woodworth, uh, or if you are Trevor Woodworth, hey, good on you, man. Good on, good you. on you. Now let's have a conversation. Um, this is what the review says, and um, I'm just going to read word for word. I will tell you when I mm. stop when I stop reading word for word. One-star review. These guys have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Let me start by saying that one of these morons claimed that Richard LeCount is the third best safety on our team. Okay, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that was said mostly in jest. I don't think either of us, much as Clint disparages Richard LeCount, I don't think either of us actually believe that at this moment, Richard LeCount shouldn't be starting at safety. Clint, do you disagree with that? Pretty sure. I do not I do not disagree. Richard LeCount ought be our starting safety game one. Right. I'm I'm in full agreement. Alright. Sarcasm is hard, but we're all we're all trying to get there together. <laughs> uh, we are. And they claim this is where it gets good, Clint. And they claim oh. he can't put a shoulder pad on anybody. True or false, Clint? Do you claim that? Uh, I claim that he has attempted to put many shoulder pads on many people and, and whiffed and many can, occasions. And can he, in fact, do that, put a shoulder pad on he, somebody? Uh, he can. I have seen this factually in evidence, but he has wow. also missed tackle percentages very high I'll, on I'll, Richard's end. Well, it's funny that you should say that. You're just doubling down on uh, Trevor Woodward's argument here. Uh, next sentence. Are you ready? Um. <laughs> I'm ready. LeCount is one of the most sure tacklers that we have returning for our team and is literally known for his ability to knock people's heads off. All right. There's a lot going on. By the way, real quick. Hold on. I just just have to stop. I know you said you were going to finish the whole thing. Trevor, real quick, brother. Like, I, I appreciate the honesty. But when you put the word literally into a sentence... What does that mean? The following, the following statement means it's facts and evidence that have transpired quite to the T of what you're saying. So, I can say quite literally that Richard LeCount has never in his life hit somebody so hard their head has catapulted from where it lay on their shoulders. That is a literal statement. But not, what, only, has he you not, just, not only has he not done that one time... 
he sure as heck has not done that so many times as to be known for his ability to do that. All right. Correct. Richard LeCount isn't literally doing that. But let's just backtrack to the fact that Richard LeCount is one of the most sure tacklers we have returning for our team. Clint, what do you have to say in defense of yourself? Because Trevor Woodworth is clearly just spitting facts, is he not? That Richard LeCount is indeed one of the surest tacklers that we have returning to our team? Daniel, if I were to go back on your and I's text thread and I was to date it, I was to search by game, do a quick algorithm, Google helped me out and, and, and go through, filter our text chain, I can go game by game in which I texted you, hey, Richard just missed another one, or the number of times he has tried to go on the sideline and dude put the brakes on only to see Richard fly past him. Um, I, uh, I've lost count of how many times that has happened. Clint, that would be circumstantial evidence at best. Okay. Do you, do you have that, that is that's that's that is subjective. You know what? You're absolutely right, Daniel. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said so. Daniel, do you have maybe some some objective proof for us to go off of? Listen, you could you could base an argument based on numbers, or sure. you could base an argument based on um, expert opinion. Right? Is that fair to say? Uh, absolutely. If a good majority of those who watch and look and commentate on the game say something, that that's a fair that's a fair statement now, that we could go off that. Now, both of those would be very decent. There'd be decent ways to base an argument. Um, so let's just go one by one, then. Um, okay. No one on our team last year missed more tackles than Richard LeCount. Uh, wait, that. That can't be the case. Well, he led the Surely team. Not. He led the team in missed tackles. So there's a stat, and if you and I were to filter the stats by players who played for us, that's and right. the number of times they missed a tackle, that's right. On the top of that list, keep by going. those who keep those who keep statistical analyses so far, so of good. each game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They have they have quantified the number of times Richard has missed a tackle. That's right. Over a, a full season. Uh huh. And he is he is the top of that list. More than any other player on our team. Okay. Well, so, I would say that's that's pretty factual. I mean, it's it's just numbers, though, Clint. Right. Sure. What if I what if I were to tell you that there's one person who knows about Richard LeCount's abilities as a as a sure tackler more than any other person in the world, Clint? Um, my first guess would be my first guess would be Kirby. It's no nope, would it's be not guess Kirby. one even more so than Kirby himself. Uh, would would Richard what be the one? Richard, <laughs> what, what about Richard's what own words? Just, Trevor, Trevor, what if we just asked Richard what he thought? Okay, maybe because you know what? Maybe this review is being written by Richard LeCount and he's really upset. About, oh, what about if it's a ghost that, account like Shea uh, Patterson up at Michigan? What uh-huh. if uh, what if that's what's going on? Okay, I hear you. Maybe he has very small feelings like Trevor does, and he got his feelings hurt about us bad-mouthing him. But but see, someone asked Richard LeCount about the what are you what are you working on most going into the 2019 season? Do you know? So what as a leader, as somebody who's looked at as a leader on this mm-hmm. team, who has skill, who came in highly acclaimed, and somebody said, hey. You, Richard, I want to know from you personally, not with any other prognosticator say, and Richard said... He said, uh, shoring up my tackling, is what he said. Okay. What? 
That's okay. literally the ex- the exact thing Mr. Wor- Woodworth uh, just just acclaimed him for. Listen, I'm not. Huh. I'm not trying to put words in the man's mouth. The man is putting words in his own mouth. You don't just, you don't have to guess at what he's thinking. But you know why? Cuz he told us what he's thinking. Listen, I don't have to I I understand if Georgia fans, it, we don't we don't like to make a point about bashing Georgia players on this podcast. We, don't. we we get it and like we're not here to rake a 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid over the coals because no. he plays football well or poorly. That's not that's not what we're really trying to do, especially not Georgia players. And so, listen, we say some things. We're gonna we're gonna be honest. This is this is a podcast for Georgia fans by uh-huh. Georgia fans. That's what you and I are. In fact, Georgia fans, is, and we love the Georgia Bulldogs. It is an honest fans take. And so, listen, if you get your feelings hurt, Trevor, about the way that we talk about Richard LeCount, then you should just know that not only are we factually, statistically accurate when we say Richard LeCount uh, has the way, been a poor tackler for you. By the way, that that what you just said is literally true, just in case That's, grammatically or vocabularily wise we need to kind of get some things down. That is literally correct. Right. Um, uh, but but we're just reiterating what the man has already said about himself. So there's no need to get your panties in one about it. None at all. Really. Um, the review's not over yet, Clint, though. So we're... Oh! We're... Oh! We're, uh... We are, uh... You ready for part B? Because... Oh, there's a, there's a part do. It's Hot Shots part do. It really is. There's a chicken involved being shot out of a bow and arrow. Um... Listen, we've had our we've had our fun here, um, disproving with facts and and figures and um, and sort of systematically tearing down someone's argument. Yeah, uh, wow, that's wow. For you, this, when you put it like that, it sounds harsh. For this next part, I'm just going to read it and I'm just going to let it sit there. And I'm I'm just gonna, okay. I want your honest feedback, Clint. Next okay. sentence. After after he talks about how Richard LeCount is literally known for his ability to knock people's heads off. Uh, <laughs> next sentence. Okay. A few minutes later, they start trashing Tay Crowder, who is, no doubt, going to be our best inside linebacker this year. What? I'm I'm sorry. Real Trevor quick, Trevor is Trevor. Could you? Waiting could you? Uh, yeah, Trevor's waiting. I I need to. I um. Can you can you say that one more time? I think I need to get that on record twice, uh, on the podcast. Can you repeat that to me? Just one one more time for me. Tay Crowder is mm-hmm. no doubt. Okay. No doubt going to be our Correct. best inside linebacker this year. Okay. Uh. Trevor, if you're listening, brother, uh, right here, right now. Where, what are the stakes? Um, Let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, go. Um, uh, what, you, Trevor, you, go ahead and name for me a bet, brother, that Tay Crowder has more PT, more tackles. Uh, you can pick the statistical category, and um, you, could, you could lay him down. I'm willing to go a, a meal. I'm willing to go a Georgia T-shirt. 
Um, what what do you want to lay on the line to back up your no doubt claim? Because when somebody says no doubt, uh, that's a hundred percent certainty. So you if I were well, you, you might as well, yeah. It's, this, you, you throw no every risk, single yeah. dime no you have in the bank on it, right? Mm-hmm. No doubter. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 reach out to us, Trevor. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find us. Uh, this podcast, you know, if you want to, if you want to follow up the review, leave a five star because we're talking about you. Maybe your name's out there now. That's great. Uh, maybe you, you, you like that. We've said your name quite a few times. Uh, you tell us what you want to put down because Tay Crowder, while Daniel and I actually like Tay Crowder, just, just for the record, nope. we have spoken highly of him. Not very. Um, no, nobody is bashing Tay Crowder. Like, no, we enjoy Tay Crowder. We think he has a lot of potential. We've watched him glimpse the most ridiculous closing speed. Um, I, I like me some Tay Crowder. I, I like okay. him a lot. I like him. I think he's yeah. going to be a solid player for this team, and I think he's going to be. And I don't think we said anything differently ever on this podcast. We we laughed at the author, defensive MVP. Yeah, M- MVP ahead of other people not named Richard LeCount. Who, by the way, I could list five players ahead of Richard. And and if said author was to name one of those five players, I would not have laughed. And if one of those players was not named Tate Crowder, and if you were to ask me maybe a dark horse that no one is talking about could potentially come up and play well enough to earn defensive MVP, I may, may have mentioned Tay's name. Uh, but when you say no doubt best defensive player, Trevor, I just, I just got a question for you, bro. Just real quick, just be honest with me. Do you still live with your folks? Just this. No, listen. I got two theories. I got two theories okay. about 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 this about this review. One, um, uh, Trevor Woodworth is Tay Crowder's uncle. Okay, so, that's uncle fair. Trevor. Okay. Which, by uh, the way, if you are anything like DeAndre Swift's dad, um, we good. You you fine. And if and if you were in fact Tay Crowder's uncle, uh, I got nothing wrong with Tay, and I will talk about him all you want. Just please don't uh, don't bring DeAndre, Mr. Swift. By the way, sorry, really quick, Mr. Swift to that party if you know him. Just I'm I'm good. We're good. Um, second theory is that Trevor is a pseudonym, not for Richard LeCount, which we've already covered that it wouldn't be because Trevor disagrees with the assessment on with Richard himself. LeCount. Yeah. Right. Um, but Trevor is actually a pseudonym for Rick Stavick. The yeah. author of the Saturday Down South article. This is my this is my prevailing theory that I'm working with right now. That um, that we've that we've possibly begun to to rattle the cage of the we powers have. that be down at Saturday Down South. So, which, by the way, um, if we are rattling the cage of Saturday Down South, you know what, Daniel? We're doing something right. We're doing, we're we're doing, doing something, something right. right. Absolutely. Uh, listen, we really appreciate your feedback. Um, if you, Trevor, thank you for putting your name actually on that again. Thank you. Let us know. Let us know uh, what Please. you think about the podcast. We we well, in all honesty, uh, uh, we don't want to be here and bash Georgia players, and so we we no, we're gonna maybe curtail some of our our talk that's in jest. Um, we hope you can take a joke, and uh, we hope you know what we the like word literally means. It's a love language. So yeah, it's yeah, fun. <laughs> Please. Uh, what else have you been reading and looking at, Clint, on the internet? Um, 
Man, Daniel, this is uh, this is good. What I've been reading on the internet is SI Sports Illustrated, uh, commonly referred to as SI, has gone out and made a top 100 list. Uh, and this top 100 list is all the best players in college football. Okay, so we have uh, top 100 college football position players, one through 100, uh, that they have come out with. And Daniel, I want to go through and I want to. Uh, chronicle for you some places that our players are sitting where where they're okay right. um, and then I also want to uh, go down the list and I want to find some other players who may be mm, a little higher or a little lower than what they should be okay okay if I may uh, I want to start with and this is actually this is really funny uh, Trevor uh, that you came on and said this because Daniel I'm going to start with a player. I'm going to, I'm going to pigeonhole or, or, or peg one that I really like. I'm going to start at 50. I'm not going to start at the lower ranks. I'm going to start at 50 because my statement today was, could you and I be sleeping on the aforementioned Richard LeCount? Because he comes in as the 50th best player on SI's list. So, Daniel, I, I ask all, all just aside that we just went through, um, I think Richard LeCount, look, you, you want to talk about somebody who before last season was the biggest fanboy to Richard LeCount? I'm, I'm raising my hand right here, okay? I think we uh, all I, was, I think we all know that your, that your hatred of Richard LeCount is based solely on your own disappointment in, your, yeah, in yourself. That's so true. It's really... In myself. I had, I had the bar so high for that kid. Uh, and he may come over. So, Daniel, are we sleeping on him? Because not just Saturday Down South, but now Sports Illustrated is saying he is the 50th best player in all of college football. Look, I can't see. That's the, Do I think Richard Lee is the 50th best player in all of college football? Jeez. I mean, that is. Yeah, start there. That's insane. That's very high. And and do I hope he's the fiftieth best player in all of college football? You bet your ass I do. But do I think that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't give him top fifty in all of college football. Defensive players, sure, easily, sure, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so would I call him a top one hundred player in all of college football? For sure. For sure I would. I would definitely call him the top 100 player in all of college football. I think maybe 50 is probably too high. Well, then then let me go. I I would tend to agree. Uh, I think top 100, definitely not top 50. So let me go back down the list. Uh, I'm going to start at 93. J.R. Reed checks in at 93rd. Daniel, those two should be flopped, should they not? Just flip them. Just flip them. Just flip them, guys. Just flip them, guys. I, I Listen, does Richard LeCount maybe have somebody a higher, transposed and does does Richard LeCount have a higher ceiling than J.R. Reed? Absolutely. Does yes, he have he does. better potential long term than J.R. Reed? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Could he have a better NFL career than J.R. Reed? Yes, he could. Yes. Is he a better player right now than J.R. Reed? There's no. Mm, there's no, no way. He is. There's no way that he is. Uh, might he be at the by the end of next year? Might we be saying that he is? Sure, we might. We might. But is he right now? No way. No. Just flip him. Just flip him. And I love. I, both I think those spots. The, I think those are great spots for both of them to be in. 
I thought that was the easiest solution to this. Yeah. yeah, if you flip them, everybody's happy. Nobody bats an eyelash. And actually, um, I think it sets up uh, Richard for a much better season because our expectations are where they ought be. Uh, he mm-hmm. can't break your heart exactly. like he has mine. Um, exactly. Okay, now let's get to some some of the big dogs. Uh, DeAndre Swift checks in at at thirty seventh. Daniel, thirty seventh. By the way. Only four spots below him is one of your and I's favorite kids to bash. Sam Ellinger is is forty one. Daniel, I four. So. They are saying that Sam is four spots close to DeAndre Swift. I thought Sam Ellinger was going to be like number two or something. Well, I less. <laughs> thought based on some other lists that we've talked about recently, Sam Ellinger is being Texas fans right now are beside themselves. They oh. just, oh, they just thrilled. absolutely broke a brisket in half over their knee thinking about this ranking system. They spent 14 hours smoking that brisket and then threw it on the ground after they broke it in half because they yeah. were so excited. Uh, listen, listen, uh, DeAndre Swift is the best running back in college football. So, yep. what do you want from me? Is he is he better than the thirty seventh player in college football? You, you better believe he is. Hundred percent. Because I don't know who's on this list ahead of him at running back, but it's trash. This is this uh, it's trash. Uh, Jonathan uh, Opet, Wisconsin, came up at number three, mm-hmm. third sure. best player in all of college football. Third best because, player. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is based on. Just sheer quantity of yards, not it's not factoring in number of carries or, or anything, right? It's just sheer yeah. I don't I don't think people understand what Wisconsin's game plan is literally every single by the way, literally every single game is to run the ball thirty times a game. Mm-hmm. He and only do it he with literally one runs through ten brick walls a game. Yeah. He <laughs> He literally ran 372 miles last year in rushing yards. <laughs> he literally oh, yeah. he literally broke 700 tackles in the Michigan State game last year. He literally broke three helmets in half as he ran through them. One of them was being worn by Irk Russell. I don't know if you... That's it was a whoa it was a very whoa. a very creepy moment on the sideline, but it literally was Eric Russell. <laughs> uh, um, uh, by the way, not in the top one hundred of best players is uh, Tay Crowder, but another starting inside linebacker for us, Monty comes in at sixty sixth. Daniel, Monty sixty sixth. Let me ask you a question, Clint. Okay. Is this going to be the best Georgia defense of all time? I mean, is it time? Is it time that we start, Daniel? Is it time that we start Daniel, lathering I, up? I, Just look, look. I have, I have. Look, the stable doors are closed. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the closed. hell that means. I don't know what, <laughs> what are we talking they're closed. about? I have, I have tripled the. The restraints on said horses. 
I have I see. put I some chains, and I am trying my damnedest, Daniel, to keep them from bursting out of the barn and lower my expectations. But Daniel, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. We got a preview show coming up in the near future before the month is over, mm-hmm. um, sometime within the mm-hmm. next 30 days before mm-hmm. we kick off. We'll do a preview show. I don't know if I can contain the horses much longer, Daniel, because it's, this Georgia defense and I, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to feel a lot of feelings. I got some feels going on. I got some feels. I'm telling you, and listen, Trevor, cover your ears. Cover your ears, Trevor. I don't know that Monty or Tay Crowder are, are even going to be starting by the end of the year. I know you don't, I know you don't love it. But if Monty this, Rice is 66 on this list, and and in my book he might be today our second best linebacker, this kid, maybe this kid Quay Walker, Clint, hello, hello, I just, I just, Channing, Channing Tindall says, "What's up? What's up, everybody?" Quay Walker says, "What's up?" You remember how I took some of these guys' starting jobs before the end of last year? was over and i got a full year on about oh hey by the way what's up adam anderson i hear you making noise at uh at practices people talking about you oh listen, nolan smith how you doing listen uh oh, i think there's some well i I'm, i have loved monty rice in loved. my i i i love this kid i think when healthy i think he's he's a he's a force he's yep. an absolute tackling machine Mm-hmm. Um, Statistically speaking, the surest tackler on our team. Statistically speaking, I mean, but just, but what about Richard LeCount? Yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't hate Monty Rice at, at sixty something on the list. I mean, I think I know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There's just okay. so there's so many on this Georgia defense. There's so many unknowns. On there's so many unproven guys. Yes. That literally only we're not even like hitching our wagon to all these unproven guys. Normally that would make me nervous, but guess what, Clint? Only like fifty percent of them have to be good. That's it. Because there's because there's literally seven hundred of them. Okay? <laughs> yes. That's the thing. Yeah. By the way, I smell a new segment happening right now. Just so we all are fully aware, I smell a segment cooking. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Literally with Daniel right. and Clint. Who else um, you got? Okay. Uh, let me. Uh, okay. Uh, Jake okay. Fromm checks in at twenty third. Stop. Twenty third, Daniel. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. You already know who number one and two are. You already know who number one and two are. I don't need to talk about that. But at number eleven, Justin Herbert. I already over know at who Oregon. number three is. Also, the, the, you got... Yep. <laughs> number Justin 11, Herbert, Bobby Abram is eleventh. <laughs> yes, Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm being talked. Trent Dilfer knows who Jake Fromm is. By the way, Trent Dilfer talking about Jake Fromm like uh, like he knows something. Um, it's like he gets paid to do that. He's 23rd, Daniel, in the nation. I don't know. Tackle for tackle for Oregon checks in at like 15th or something like that. 14th. Tackle for Oregon. An offensive tackle? Yep. We haven't even gotten to the offensive tackle part of this list, but I'm I'm ready to get my feelings hurt again. <laughs> you should. You should get ready. Uh, so let's go to our boy, Thomas. Mr. Thomas checks in at 17th best player in all of college football. 17, Daniel. Okay. 
couple things. One, <laughs> I don't hate that Andrew Thomas is ahead of Jake Fromm on this list. I think, uh, I think, uh, NFL draft positioning is not mm-hmm. an indicator of best college player. So I'm not even going to bring up projected number yeah. one, number two pick in the NFL. The draft not, value system, we always understand QBs are going to go 20 spots ahead of what value says because they're at a premium position. Okay, so Andrew stop Thomas may, may, he, I can absolutely live in a world where people believe that Andrew Thomas is a better player than Jake Fromm. Yep. But both of these players are vastly. If you're telling me that Andrew Thomas is not the number one tackle on this list... I'm telling you that. That's what you're telling me. And you're telling me that Jake Fromm is the fourth quarterback on this list. Correct. I just don't – I don't have time for idiots, Clint. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I don't (laughs) – It's it's just some nonsense. Okay, look, uh, I need some help. I'm going to finish out some uh, SEC uh, standouts from the top ten. Okay. Um, All these guys are ahead of – any player from Georgia. Of any player from Georgia. Uh-huh. Auburn's Derek. Derek Brown checks in at mm-hmm. five. Derek Brown, best best defensive lineman in the history of the SEC. Correct. Already. Mm-hmm. Double him right now. Give him the crown. Uh, now you have senior. to You have to pardon me because I don't come from Louisiana, so I have no idea how to pronounce this man's last name. None so of us do. LS, yeah. LSU's Grant Delpit. 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 I believe. Delpit. Is what we're saying. Okay. It's not like Delpit. It's, I was just, it's not. I was just at the Gulf of Mexico, and the entire state of Louisiana was there as well. Um, <laughs> and I believe I overheard Grant Delpit's name mentioned about 27 okay. times uh, okay. over the course of the week. Uh, and Mr. Davis from Alabama checks in at number 10, their standout defensive player. Uh and Daniel, just just as a, a quick side note, can you can you name for me the starting quarterback of North Texas? No, no. Okay, because I had no idea who Mason Fine was before this article, and he checks in at number sixty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Mason Fine of the Northern North Texas. North Texas University. I believe, I believe they're the Eagles. Team. They're the, some sort they of are the bird. Green Eagles. The, they're some sort, they're of, some sort of gangrenous, sickly eagle mm-hmm. that's about to die. That's he right. is the quarterback, and he checks in as the 60th best player. Oh, by the way, A.J. Uh, Dillon up at BC checks in ahead of DeAndre Smith as well, just for more facts. <sighs> Stupid stuff I read on the internet this week. Gosh. Literally, I just gave myself a lobotomy after listening to that. After listening to that uh, idiocy, um, <clears throat> look, there's no cure for stupid people, but what we do have is the ability to talk about how dumb they are, and that's what gives us hope, Clint. We're here. We're here to give therapy. That's all. Speaking we're Speaking of people talking, uh, SEC media days. Come oh, on, Clint. Um, we're recording this on a Sunday evening. Um, Correct. Do you care to make some SEC Media Day predictions? I would. I would love nothing else, Daniel. Um. All right. Prediction one, Clint. 
Are you ready? Okay. I'm gonna yep. take. I'm gonna take. I don't know if we're going to be able to to grade these for accuracy at all. We're gonna try. I'm gonna fly by the seat of my pants. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. How many words do mm. you think the shortest Nick Saban reply to a question will be over the course of SEC media days? Uh, I. Two Wait, words. Just to be clear, Two. I mean okay. in his official. Oh, okay, okay. <coughs> opi- not, he's he's not at like, the podium. Not like when he's doing the round table. Okay. And, okay. you know, just they're letting anybody, God knows who, ask him questions. I'm talking about when Trevor Woodworth and all of the rest of the Saturday Down South people are asking their questions. <laughs> Maybe Trevor's uh Managing editor. Chief. Managing yeah. editor. Yeah. Saturday Down South. Um... Man, conspiracy theories go deep here. Um, I think his shortest official statement could be close to 10 words. I think he'd give us a 10 to 15 word statement on the official podium. All right. I'm going to take I'm going to take the under on that. I'm going to I'll just I'll go under on that. Okay. Easily. Um Clint Give me your prediction for what the SEC media okay. will will give as their preseason SEC East standings or rankings or uh, projections. The, the media, yeah, the media is gonna go. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. The media's gonna go Georgia, Florida. <sighs> do you do you think they're gonna put Florida ahead of us? No. No. Okay. They can't. They okay. can't. They can't, right? They're not that stupid. There will be plenty of media members that will put Florida not ahead of as us. A, but not, not as, as a, a whole unit. The official media predictions won't be. Okay. It'll be Georgia. Florida. I think then, I, I think then, Mizzou. I think I think the media may be on to them, uh, but maybe this is me because I. By the way, I think Kelly Bryant is going to do some things down there, um, and then I I don't care after that. I mean, they're going to put they're going to put Vandy last maybe, or Kentucky. I don't I, I don't care after that. But I think the top three will be Georgia, Florida, Mizzou. If the top three is anything but Georgia, Florida, Missouri, there's some serious. But then, yeah, I think it's going to be Tennessee next. And I think there's a chance Tennessee might be third and not Ahead fourth. of Mizzou. Ooh. Yeah, I definitely Ooh. think Tennessee is going to be ahead of South Carolina, which I don't necessarily, oh, yeah. I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put them ahead of South Carolina. Uh, I still put South Carolina ahead of Missouri, but I do think the official media. Yeah. Predictions. Uh, we'll have Missouri. Um, what is what is the most likely answer that Jake Fromm gives to the question? What are <laughs> okay. your expectations for this coming season? 
the most likely answer Jake Fromm is going to give to what is his expectations for this coming season. He will state... Oh, how, how will he say? He, he will state... Um, we expect to play at our highest level. I, I expect us to play at the level that I know we are all capable of playing, is what Jake Fromm will say. That's, that's close, but it's incorrect. Sorry, Clint. Okay. I can't give you full credit on that one. Ah. I can't give you full credit on that one. He will, in fact, say, well, you know, we're just trying to play. come out here and play Georgia football, and um, we don't really worry about predictions or – Mm. We're just trying to play our game. I just want to thank the coaching staff, and they just put us in such a great position to win. I want to thank my parents. They really, they. I want to just give the glory to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to thank my teammates. I just, I wouldn't be here. What, what was the question again? I don't know. I want to just talk about my teammates a little bit, and we're just kind of come out, play Georgia football. Really, just trying to get, just trying to be the be the best that we can be. We're trying to play our game. We feel like we'll be okay if we can do that. Dang, Next you been, question. You been, you been practicing that, bro? That's, that's my. That was dead on. <clears throat> that's my. Uh, and Jake Fromm, you want a quote? You better talk to somebody else. Jake Fromm's yeah. not going to give talk you a quote. Jake. Nah. Go see what Felipe's yeah. doing down, <laughs> down, down in the three booths down. Follow the circus tent. They uh, they got something for you. That's right. Um, man, is Felipe Franks going to be at SEC Media Days? Please tell me yes. Really hope so. Really hope so. Um, scale of one to ten, how excited are you about SEC Media Days? Uh, the actual event. Yeah, four. Okay. The fact that it's happening, ten. Yep. There's two different two different criteria that you gotta that you yeah. gotta assess here. One of them is like, will you watch on TV? No, I will read snippets of the highlights of what we said. I'll watch Kirby after the fact. I will not watch it live. Yeah, I probably I probably won't watch it live either. Uh, but I might watch it. I might watch Georgia live. Um, but the fact that SEC Media Day is happening, man. Mm. It just means it's things are starting to get real. Yep, it's getting that much closer. It's starting to get real. Uh, uh, what else you got? What do you think? Yeah, what do you think when Dan Mullen is asked, Hey, Dan, uh, you got 10 kids transferring out of Florida this year and uh, four decommits you just recently lost right after 4th of July. Another commit. This kid's a three-star defensive end. Dan, how do you withstand the war of attrition of losing all this talent? Uh, well, you know, college football is changing, and uh, you got to be able to uh, roll with the punches and run with the big dogs, and uh, you just got to be able to. Um, if you can't take the, <laughs> remember that time I was Urban Meyer's assistant coach. <laughs> we were pretty good then, weren't we? You guys ever seen Dak Prescott? Huh? <laughs> Dak Prescott, how about them Cowboys? Hey, hey. 
hey, you know what it really comes down to is coaches got to coach. You know what I'm saying? Coach, we just got to do a good job. X's and O's win the game. I mean, that's what it's all about around here. It's just X's and O's. We got to execute, do our game. Nobody can beat us. We do what I will. We do what we want. We nobody that's, can beat us. We we can roll the best of them. It's almost a Dan Mullen involved into Steve Spurrier there for a second. It's almost <laughs> yeah. I kind of it fringed out there a little bit. Really it did. did. You're right. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Um, uh, last last thing I got for you, Daniel. Did you see, because speaking of things I'm excited for, and I got thrilled, and talking about people we're sleeping on, we may, may be sleeping on Richard LeCount. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, are we sleeping on Zamir White coming back this year? Because if you haven't seen it, uh, there's a picture of him running through sand, through obstacles, and I know that sounds so trivial. Like, what are we watching here, Clint? But Daniel, I, I got feels watching it. Do you know what? Do you know what I immediately went back to, Clint? What's that? Do you remember the Nick Chubb on the treadmill video? Oh my gosh, do I? Now listen, Ugh. listen, listen carefully. How did you feel when you saw the Nick Chubb on the treadmill video? I I I ran through a wall and kept running, and literally. I just now stopped. Yes, literally. literally ran through a brick wall. Uh, and then Clint, this is the important bit. Don't miss this bit. Yeah. And then what happened after the Nick Chubb treadmill video came out? What happened when they started playing real football games again? I forget. Did, did, did Nick come out and do some things, Daniel? I really, it's kind of beyond me to think about Nick Chubb and his hierarchy in the all-time greats of SEC and Georgia running backs. It's, That's it's right. He went on to, to become the second best running back in the history of college football. That's what happened oh, okay. after the treadmill video came out. When people said he was done, would never play it down again, and couldn't be explosive. Listen, this video came out, and I immediately thought of the treadmill video. And then mm. I began to think, come on now. Come on. Can't be. Listen, you have basically already said publicly on this Mm -hmm. podcast, I'm surprised Trevor Woodworth didn't mention it, you have already said publicly on this podcast, we should just cut Zamir White, that James Cook is, you don't want him, you're not interested in Zamir White, (laughs) you'll take James Cook, you don't even think Zamir White has a prayer to, you'll take Brian Harrigan 10 days a week. Um, (laughs) But... But Clint, I, I yeah, have, sure. I do not feel that's the same as you. Yeah. Listen, I yeah, am not. Sure. I am not sleeping on the ability of one Zamir White to come out and uh, and dominate SEC competition this year. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see. I think we are going to see uh, a bunch of big plays out of Zamir White. And yeah, I I don't. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to some in in some preview shows. We're gonna talk about individual units and where they stack up versus other mm. units. But listen, you start talking about this backfield, Clint, and look out because there's some I, good. There's I some know good ones we've had. Them. There's some good. I ones. know we've had a stacked backfield in. Just years upon years, I get it. But uh, you want to roll four deep, you you go right ahead. You roll four deep with us, and you tell me who's got a better four, better two, better three. Uh, it's it's quite literally impressive. It is it is a sight to behold. 
uh, I mean, at, at one point in recent, in extremely recent memory, we had Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, and Sonny Michelle all in the same backfield. That's, I don't know that we're going to be able to eclipse that when all is said and done. But man, there's a lot of talent in this backfield. There's a lot of talent. So much talent. Jeez Louise. Uh, all right, that's that's about all I got for today. We will um, uh, we'll be back again in the middle of the week. Uh, we got some more power mm-hmm. rankings. Uh, don't we haven't forgotten? Uh, we we did stadium food last time. I think we're moving over to the uh, very the very adjacent but not identical, very different no. tailgate food. Power totally rankings. different ball game. Totally, totally different, different ball game. Yeah. That 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 two hundred yards that separates you from the stadium makes all the difference in the world when you're talking mm. about stadium food versus tailgate food. Uh, we we got more power rankings for you. Uh, we got more season win totals to process. Clint. Hello. We, had, we hadn't even gone through the full ledger. We covered the SEC. We did not cover other notable teams in college football. Uh, will Georgia Tech find a way to win five games this year? This, mm. These are the questions. These are the questions that need to be answered. I uh, bet you can't guess where we'll land on that one. <laughs> uh, the ACC is devastatingly bad, Clint. If you can't, if you can't win five games in the ACC, gosh, how bad is Georgia Tech going to lose to Clemson in the first week of the season? Oh my gosh, fifty-two nothing in the third ain't. Ain't gonna be nothing. No, off Trevor just, Lawrence is back. No, Trevor Lawrence can be holding the clipboard before the end of the before the end of the half. There's no oh, for sure. doubt in my mind. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to cover. Uh, we'll be back in the middle of the week to cover that, and then we're here till the season. Get excited. Mm-hmm. Um, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We need somebody to offset the one star review that we recently got. So. We've- we really, really do. And Trevor, Lips. come on back, brother. Make a bet on hey, Tate Crowder. Listen. Put your money where your mouth is. Trevor, we love you. Uh, we do. We're sure you're not listening to this because who would listen to such morons talk about? Uh, yeah, well, talk, talk that's about clear as day. Georgia football. Uh, for the rest of you, though, who are not named Trevor, we will be back in the middle of the week, and we'll talk to you guys later. See ya.